You might be mistaken for thinking that you've fallen into the 80s or clicked on the wrong podcast, but just listen to this because our mate Woody has put this jingle together for the podcast. It's blowing my mind. Listen. So much brass. Just enjoy this next bit as well. Are you ready for this? That's amazing. I love that so much. That is so good. And big shout out to Tim Wood, who who put that together. He is a, a proper music geek. He loves it and um, did music tech at uni. And he was like, I'll do, I'll do you a jingle. And I think it's been amazing. I mean, that's brilliant. Um, so we're back once again. I've got, um, I've got Sam here again. Hello, Sam. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks, mate. Hello, good. listeners. Hello. Oh, no, I'm not the listener. I'm Ben. Uh, I've got George as well. George Adam. George, your name is George Adam. George Steele. Hey, everyone. How's it going? And we have a very special guest, a good friend of mine who I've actually known. I was working this out. I've known you since you were 11 years old. I've known you for like a long time because, um, well, we'll get into how I know you, but we have George Cooper here <laughs> and we're going to go through his backstory. Hello. Hello, George. Hi, Ben. Hi, Sam. Hi, George. Hello, so, listeners. We. Oui. So, for the benefit of this, actually, we're going to call George Cooper Coops or Cooper because there's two Georges. It just gets confusing. And I'll although take technically that, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's actually what we call I'm your easy. older brother, which is how I know you. Because um, so George's older brother, Tom, Tommy Cooper, believe it or not, that is a fact. <laughs> is um, not as funny was, as Tommy Cooper. No, I'll definitely not as funny as Tommy Cooper. <laughs> Better looking, probably. I'll uh, give him that one. Um, <laughs> Debatable. Yeah, right, fair. Uh, so Tom was my best man at my wedding, and I was his best man at his wedding, and um, we went to school together. So I've known George since. Yeah, I, well, I've known George since he were a wee nipper, since he were year seven, and we must have been around sixteen or seventeen. I seem to remember. And I, I was going to start with this just because my favourite story about George, and uh, I told it as a, a, in the best man speech as well, but. George won't remember this, but I have a, I have this <laughs> sneaking suspicion that it's why he is what he is. But when he was at school, I remember walking past the sixth form block once and um, George was tied to the sixth form block with his tie like a horse. You know when they tie horses up in the Wild West? <laughs> it's, <laughs> true. So it's totally true. And someone had peanutted you so hard at the top that you couldn't even take the tie off just to escape. So I watched your brother. Unpick that? It was it was brilliant, and I watched your brother unpick the tie for you. Um, oh, that's and cute. I have no doubt that's why you went on to become a black belt in taekwondo. And um, <laughs> did you fight? You fought some MMA yeah. as well at some point. Uh, kickboxing. kickboxing, yeah, kickboxing. But um, I was never any good, and that was all before I actually went to secondary school. I think is it? Yeah, I think well, I started it at least before secondary school. But anyway, what, what, yeah, taekwondo? I was never any good, so. Oh man, yes. that doesn't fit with yes. my storyline then, does it? Because I was pretty certain that you did that because some fiend tied you up to the sick form. I, I would have tried harder probably because of it, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but no, I was never any good. <laughs> you were, I, but thanks for remembering that, ben. yourself there. But <laughs> no, no, no worries. It's a, a favourite story of mine. And and what George is now actually is he, you know, well, why, why didn't you tell everyone what you are? You are the you are the manager of the Better Body Shop, but you're also uh, a strength and conditioning yes. coach. Yes, so uh, I'm the, the GM, the general manager of uh, the Better Body Group, which is a, uh, a gym for all intents and purposes for, um, for 
general pops, general populations uh, in Sevenoaks. So essentially, you know, we, we recruit uh, graduates um, and well-trained professional, you know, personal trainers to uh, train people using uh, sports science and uh, sports tested uh, means to uh, get the general population fit and healthy and you know lose weight and just generally make the best of themselves yeah and you and and it's one of those really cool functional gyms as well it's not, it's not like the old school gyms is it it's like you've, you've got like a running track bit i mean you can't use it at the moment because of covid but you do have it yeah. it's, you have those sleds that they move you've got like a little boxing gym bit upstairs yes yeah, a big old unit it's uh, it's about fifteen thousand square foot uh, it's an old uh, paper or like an old printers or something. Um, and yeah, we sort of moved in about 10 years ago, kitted it out with like, you know, decent squat racks, a load of, load of cardio kit, a load of um, sort of kind of like bodybuilding machines, cable crossovers, dumbbells, kettlebells, you name it, it's in there. And uh, yeah, so we're, we've got a great facility. We're lucky to have it. And uh, yeah, we just, we, just, we just want the best people in there, the best personal trainers. Um, and yeah, so I'm, one of my main roles there is to recruit uh, the best people, really. So we, we, we've got a team of over 30 personal trainers, all graduates um, or you know, masters qualified in their fields. We have a rehab um, team who are just just amazing. In fact, they're treating my dad at the moment uh, for a little hip injury. He's managed to do to himself over the last Clive. week or so. Um, Papa Clive, yeah, what's he up to? Um, Papa Clive doing too much as always. And uh, and yeah, he's he's good. He's good. George, what are you showing Is, us there, mate? Who's that, just, George? Uh, George George Cooper. Can you see that? Is... I I can who see that, that? There was something. Could you recognise that uh, famous user of your gym? Oh, Kelly. Yes. Oh, yeah. he trapped you. We just wanted to drop a clang. <laughs> <laughs> so I Always drop a it's clang. Probably worth, oh, probably worth pointing out to our listeners here that if you are interested, uh, definitely jump on their Instagram, Better Body Group UK. This gym looks awesome. Uh, the facilities it look is absolutely awesome. outstanding. Yeah, we. I mean, we're lucky. We, we, you know, we've got a great team, and and obviously we we keep a lookout for some good kit, and we're lucky just to have a great space. So, uh, yeah, all all credit to uh, to the owners Jason and Chris who um, who set it all up, and yeah, I've been a I've, I've been privileged to uh, to be part of the team for the last ten years. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's it's that's an cool. amazing project you're part of, and really, and and actually that's why I asked you to be on today. Is you know we had a chat earlier in the week. I, I'm going to the Better Body Shop now because I need to take my strength and conditioning more seriously and because I knew George did what he did I needed accountability and we had a good chat and I was like do you know what we can we can use your knowledge on this show George we can we can talk about winter training and how important <laughs> strength and conditioning is in to factor in for runners and triathletes and anyone in between and you know yes. we just I think we just wanted to have a chat and like pick your brains about some things that might help the general population and people that want to get into it and stuff uh, really yeah um, i'm keen I'm, I'm happy to share whatever i mean I, I must make one um i must admit one thing uh my team are excellent and very well qualified i i actually don't have a sports science degree i um i obtained my degree in sport and leisure management with sports coaching so uh, as much uh, as much as i bang on about you know 
um, training under the best methods and um, being the most qualified. I actually don't have my sports science degree. More qualified than the rest of the three of us put together. You have to have it. (laughs) yeah Um, you're selling yourself short you're really selling yourself short mate i I don't worry about that that's very kind of you but um one thing i do have is is 10 years of experience you know training some of the best people around so um i've i've really enjoyed that and have learned a lot so um yeah we we do use science as the sort of base sort of principles of what we do um and i've got to say my team are just fantastic so um yeah i i learned most of it through them Really. This comes so, uh, at quite a good time yeah. for me because I've just taken delivery of a huge bundle of resistance bands, massage balls, foam rollers, all kinds of things that I have no idea what I'm doing with. So <laughs> <laughs> help. This is perfect sure, I mean, timing. I, I, there's all sorts of um, exercises that uh, I'd be happy to, you know, if you don't know about them, enlighten uh, your listeners or uh, and you guys about. So um, yeah, I mean, ask away if. Uh, well, let's if put. You how about we, we put some? Let's put some structure to this. Let's put yeah. some structure to it and like and like really pick your brains and go into bit like bits of it. Um, what I was gonna say, what what I thought I would you know would ask first is really. I am, I've done strength and conditioning on and off all of my life, but it certainly has been the first thing to go if I am time crunched and I'm, it's between swim, bike, run. And I'm sure George and, and Sam are probably the same. Like it, you've got the four elements essentially, and, and it would be the first thing to go. So if you, if you, George Cooper, Coops, mm. was, were talking to any of us three or anyone that wants to get into strength and conditioning, but it, it needs to be what's the word it needs to be interesting or accessible or, or you know something that keeps people in the game what kind of things have you seen that work for for people that you know they come back time and time again and do i think the uh, the biggest motivation for people to, i mean it, regardless of your goal uh, whether you want to lose weight or or whatever actually seeing improvements in strength is massive it's so motivating you know to be able to either lift something or lift yourself in a certain way uh doing something that you haven't been able to do previously is, is if you haven't experienced that, that is so, it's massive. To be capable of doing something, it's, it's, I imagine it's very similar to, to how you started training with your triathlons as well. Because, yeah. you know, I imagine, I mean, I, I once signed up for a triathlon and uh, I, I never I did signed it, up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I signed up. I signed up, up as got, far as it got. Yeah, it is. Well, I got my tri-suit, I borrowed a bike, it got to it was it was a sprint triathlon, so I thought I'd start with you know a short one, and um, the week of the triathlon, so it was it was on the Saturday. On the Wednesday, I went out for like a final run. Literally, just I came out the gym, turned left, went up the hill, and I, I strained my um, calf just doing a gentle jog up the hill, and and that was it. That was the end of my triathlon career, um, and I haven't sort of I haven't gone back to it. I haven't tried again I've, I've given the bike back and um yeah so I'm, I'm kind of like a bit embarrassed talking to you guys obviously I know you've done a lot of a lot of training and a lot of uh, races over the years so uh yeah that that's my triathlon yeah but these career. guys been and gone these guys don't 
these guys don't see what I've seen, but basically, if you if you were to stand next to George, you would understand that he would probably be able to fold anyone else into a pretzel and put them in the glove box of a car. So I think you've got that <laughs> over us there, George. Like, and I do very much enjoy the fact that you are clearly the stronger brother of the two, even though he's your older brother. I very much, I really like that. <laughs> I remember watching you pick him up in Las Vegas, and he tried to bite your head to let you to get you to let him go. It was that scary. So. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, he will often try and nibble my uh, nibble my <laughs> noggin. Yeah, he does do that, doesn't he? And when you said about calves, I was like, I mean, he has the worst calves in the world. They are twice the size of the rest of his legs, and it, they just he, they always he always gets injured. So maybe it's a Cooper thing. Maybe it's a calf thing. He does get he do, his calves do get injured. I mean, they they're big and um, they look like they should be robust, but uh, they are. I mean, they're clearly weak. They're clearly weak. I just want to. <laughs> I just want to drive that home. They're clearly weak. <laughs> I'm going to tell him to listen to this, of course. Um, so yeah, it, seeing improvement in strength, I guess, is is a real is a real motivator, like you say. But let's say, let me push you on it a little bit. Let's say, what about people at, at home that don't necessarily have access to uh, equipment that will really see you know, like barbells, dumbbells, stuff like that. What what would they be able to... So Sam was saying about um, fitness bands and balls. What what could he do that would keep him in the game? Oh, plenty of stuff. I mean, over over lockdown, that's really kind of brought home how um, versatile any piece of kit kind of had to be during lockdown if you wanted to carry on with your training um, and make sure you're in the headspace to actually crack on and, and see some sort of achievements. I mean, uh, resistance bands are excellent really good for um for you guys for certain things like um activating you know glutes uh that's your bum by the way um making sure that you're switching on certain parts of your of your body um resistance bands have got a lot of a lot of uses and you can uh yeah you can you can target a lot of different body parts with with just one simple band you know and you can use it in many different ways you know and you can use yes, it in many different ways I think it's one thing that kind of all cyclists and runners have in common is that weak glute. And it's it's such a common thing that people get injuries throughout their lower legs and it all stems from having weak glutes that don't activate properly when they run or are just used to sat on a saddle for five, six hours at a time and don't do their job properly. So I'm yeah. that's what I'm going to use mine for yeah. um, primarily. And I think probably the others would agree that that's a good place to start. <laughs> A, sim- a, sim- a simple band. I don't know how you know tight your band. You get you know various uh, strengths of band, um, but a really simple exercise is like a monster walk. I don't know if you know what 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 that is. So essentially, what you're gonna what you would do with a band is you can you can do it in a, in a couple of different ways. And if you've got multiple bands, you can you can use them them in different ways on, in the same exercise as well. So if you were to get your band, tie it round your uh, knees if you can get it round there. And essentially, all you're going to do is sidestep left and right. So, you're, so they're monster walks, like lateral steps side to side. And the lower you go, the more you're going to recruit those glutes. Again, you can tie them around your ankles. You go ankle and and knees. And the more you know, the more bands, obviously, the more more resistance. Um, but activating those glutes is a big part of uh, any type of training program. And then you can move onto sort of bigger exercises like squats and things body weight as well not only, you don't have to use a barbell every time and when you've got that band wrapped around your knees 
it kind of forces you into a good movement pattern whereby you're, you're driving those knees out, recruiting the glutes as you sit down and then driving up and really trying to, trying to squeeze your glutes as you get to the top. And you'll notice a big difference using the band around your knees uh, when you squat as to um, a big difference to, to when you don't have the, the band. So, uh, so yeah, just, well, well worth trying. Is it worth then taking a band when you're going into the squat rack then using a barbell? Is it worth putting one on then? Is that benefit going to correlate over? Is, it, is that a benefit you can directly correlate into the gym? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so okay. I, would, I would suggest uh, a warm-up would be those monster walks. Yeah. And that to, to activate the glutes before you do the exercise. Um, it can also be a bit of a tool to sort of perfect form, no matter how much weight you're, you're using. I mean, I would suggest probably not going for like a one rep max with a band tied around your, around your knees. Um, but you can certainly do, you know, sets of eight to 15 if you're, if you're using a, a, a sort of lighter weight. Uh, and yeah. it just reinforces that good movement pattern when you're driving your knees out. You don't, what you don't want to happen is your knees to cave in and what the band does, it just reinforces that you should be driving against the resistance. Okay. No, yeah. that makes and that's, sense. And one, one thing I learned actually like quite recently is, is a way of telling if your glutes are even firing at all. Because it turns out, like Sam said, like most triathletes, we're, we're, we're useless at using our glutes properly. And um, if you lie on your front and you put a hand on your glute and a hand on your hamstring and then try and lift your leg you feel which one of those muscles fires first and more often than not in triathletes it's the hamstring that does the bulk and then the glute picks up it doesn't fire first when it should fire first because it's in theory it's the hard working bigger muscle so it's a nice yeah. little test just to see how much actually i mean all it really tells you is you need to work on your bum bum but at the same time at least you then know uh, that your glute isn't firing properly and it needs to. And then, like, like you say with George, you, you really start to work on these firing patterns and getting the glute firing before the hamstring rather than after. Yeah, that sounds like a good little drill to, to go for. And then if you, you know, if you do find that your glutes aren't firing properly, that's just one tool out of the box you can use to, to try and recruit the glutes a little bit more when, you, um, when, you're, when you're warming up or when you're doing your squats. I think it's a good one. So I use uh, glute activation pre pre-triathlons and also pre-runs if I've got a so say if I'm racing a half marathon I always take the bands with me and like you said do the monster work and some other glute work I've seen before and that always I don't know if it's a mental thing now but I'm sure it's not because I always feel so much better once I've had that good warm-up including those good glute activation drills just feel of the world better yeah I, th I think it certainly helps <clears throat> with your sort of mind-body connection so if you know you're specifically working to activate a certain muscle, then you're more you're literally more conscious of it as you as you run as well. And you you know if you you sort of pumped it, you've put more blood into that area. So you know if you if you go and um, I mean I'm going to be a bit more specific about one exercise. So if you go and uh, if you, let's talk about pull ups. So if you're going to go and um, do a pull up, if you First of all, go and get a massive pump with, with dumbbells doing curls and stuff with your um, biceps. So you're pumping up your biceps full of blood and then you go and do a pull-up. You're really going to feel those muscles way more. It, I mean, it sounds like it's quite similar uh, to when you're, when you're yeah. running if you, if you do that as a, a sort of pre. It sounds like, sounds like a good thing to... It's like how many, how many swimmers have we seen at races? And I, ha I haven't done it, but there's a lot of swimmers that have those resistance bands that they just put over a gate post and whatever, and they just they warm up the specific muscles you would need for the, for the catch and the pull and stuff like that. That's, that's getting more prevalent, I noticed. So, George, when, 
George Steele, when you were racing Heaver, there was a there was a good few triathletes waiting for the swim warm up that were using those bands as well. And I was yeah. watching that, and, that, and that's I mean it's not new new, but more people are now doing it. And like Coop said, it's like priming those muscles ready to ready to go. I think that sort of segues nicely into. So I think, especially with triathletes, we always think legs, 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 strengths and conditioning. Um, Coops, what in the way of sort of shoulder conditioning and strength would you recommend for the swimming side of the aspect? Because obviously we don't just want to focus on our legs when we're in the gym. We also need to look at our shoulders and the rest of us. So sort of looking at a swimming point of view, how would you say we approach that over winter? What are good exercises both for strength and I guess mobility as well? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Mobility, you mentioned there. That I, I was going to go to that first, actually. Mobility has got to be one of the one of the biggest ones for swimming. You know, I, I imagine you guys, I, I assume that you're doing front crawl when you're doing your tries. So, I don't know any um, of the strokes. <laughs> doggy paddle? I mean, <laughs> drowning. Bang's idea. I way through. But, you know, you, you've got to have good mobility for swimming. Um, and you've got to have good mobility to, to perform a decent exercise at a decent range of motion anyway so um mobility is a really important part of um i think any any exercise uh, and that that's almost first and foremost so uh, i i think you mentioned um I, I was listening to another podcast earlier uh it was was it john connelly oh no yeah. sorry it's craig uh lane yeah. who mentioned about um doing the yoga the hot yoga oh yeah 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 and so um i mean i, I wouldn't Yoga, I, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't want to dismiss at all. Um, I just would say that mobility you can achieve through various means. Strength and conditioning, obviously, I'm, I'm slightly biased towards that, uh, and you, you can increase your mobility just through literally through loaded exercises. Whether you're, you know, concentrating on the eccentric movement, so that eccentric is basically lengthening the muscle under load. Um, so you can get you can see significant flexibility and mobility increases through through the strength and conditioning exercises not only through yoga and pilates and, and things like yeah. that um, we get to have the two of you on having an argument about this and see see who came yeah. out on top yeah i i wouldn't um i wouldn't want to want to sort of poo poo any any type of exercise i mean whatever works for you is 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 the key really and, and whatever you can stick to that's that's the winner in my book so um i just i just sort of lean towards strength and conditioning because i enjoy it more but um yeah if i were to enjoy yoga more then i'd be i'd be sort of um promoting that a bit more but um but yeah i, w- I would say mobility f- for swimmers is, is really important i mean you you would probably know a little bit more than than i do i don't, I don't particularly swim um, i think i'd agree well. and i'd say that flexibility in the shoulders is vital in becoming a good swimmer but it's also super helpful for being when you're on the bike, being kind of being able to hold your position and having a strong core surrounding that is really important. But then as vital as it is in running where you need to be able to drive your arms and kind of keep that stability through your upper half to support your, it's not about necessarily having the strongest legs or it's, yeah, it's, you've got to be a kind of all round and it's neglected, yeah, core isn't work. It? And, sorry, sorry, go on there. No, I was just agreeing, actually. I was just saying it's neglected. I think a, a lot of triathletes would openly admit that even if they swim, they neglect the strength and conditioning of their upper body, um, even if it were just pull-ups, which which are brilliant for kind of delts and traps. Like, you know, all of the muscles around the shoulder area, that you, it's that compound movement, isn't it, that you, you're, you're building that strength all around. Yeah, I mean, the, the, key, the key for your upper body strength with... Um 
with with swimming and, and as literally you know you're pulling pulling the water down and pushing it past you right so <clears throat> that's your lats all day uh so that's that's the big two big muscles um on either side of your, your, your spine um and you know if you if you've got strong lats strong powerful lats you're going to be able to move a lot of water with your hands down and fast so you can't neglect the lats the lats the lats are the ones that are going to get you speedy through the water Coops, um, in terms happens, of your upper body what happens if you don't have lats <laughs> i'm pretty certain <laughs> my performance do, in the water points to that yeah well yeah okay i could maybe a couple of pull-ups but i was certain that my performance in the water points to no lats <laughs> just bomb that might be something to do with technique i, I go with the current basically <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, upper, upper body strength is, is is clearly massive for for swimming. Um, I mean, I imagine forearms. You got to be able to keep those fingers pretty stiff. I imagine. Yeah. So forearm work's got to be got to be up there as well. Um, yeah, and you're right. Pull ups, pull ups, are your pull ups and lat pull downs. So essentially, pulling a pulling a, a cable down, uh, bringing your elbows down towards your side uh, is essentially going to be your 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 biggest kind of go to. Um, okay. But again, you're not. You, that, that's a, that's a vertical pull. Uh, sorry, a vertical pull essentially. But you never want to neglect the um, the other planes. So uh, yeah, you definitely want to get a horizontal pull in there as well. So um, so can yeah, I that, ask, that's really. Can important. I ask you a question? Can we transition to running now? Because I th- I would imagine that quite a lot of people that listen to this are, are, are rather than triathletes runners. We probably have a, a kind of mixture of both. But in terms of running, what? Other than the, you know, the the resistance bands, like you were saying, you know, what are the important things that runners, you know, you have you have a couple of kind of high level runners that come down to um, to the Better Body Shop, don't you? In, in um, you've got Dina Asher Smith as well. I'm just going to drop a clang on myself, but she comes down and you know she's extremely high level, you know, world champ. Was it world champion at the moment? She's a world yep. champion. Uh, you know, what kind of things do you see her doing, or you see runners doing? Uh, there's a lot of. Uh, in fact, I don't. I don't see them actually on the on the treadmills very much, um, which is quite interesting. But in terms, I guess that's just the facilities we've got. They're going to make the most of of the other stuff that we've got because you can get on a treadmill anywhere, and you, obviously you can go outside and and jog your heart out. But at the in the gym, you would send you would see them doing a lot of um, a lot of stability exercises. Uh, but in terms of in terms of strength work, you're going to be you're going to be looking at squats and deadlifts really. Uh, your 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 biggest compound movements um so that's going to be when you're recruiting your quads massively with the squats and your glutes uh, and a bit more of your sort of posterior chain with the with the deadlift so more glutes more hamstrings a bit of quad um but yeah you're you're concentrating more on the uh, on the on the posterior chain with your with your deadlift and and you want to go heavy you know heavy for for few reps and that's going to bring your not only your your strength but your power as well. So if okay. uh, if you wanted a, a sprint finish, for example, um, if you've got a lot of power in your legs, then um, you're going to be able to to push through. And you're using different muscle fibers, so your fast twitch muscle fibers are, are what you're going to be using for uh, for the for the sprint. Um, whether you want to do that at the start or the, or the end, uh, and that's really important. But but I, you know you you can't neglect the sort of the, the prehabbing and the rehabbing side of, of strength and conditioning as well and how much well, that, benefit that's what you, you get said from the other these day, big wasn't compound it? movements. You said that the yeah, other day so about, about making sure that you you don't you don't 
react to an injury or a niggle, you prehab and you take it seriously up front. You make sure that you're looking after yourself before anything even happens so that it doesn't happen. Yeah, uh, the idea of prehab, I, I, I'm i sort of going an- anecdotally, it sounds to me like quite a new concept. And I may well be wrong in that. Um, but understanding what prehab means is, is really important. And essentially, it's, it's, it's getting ready. Um, it's... Uh, it's making sure that you're not having to rehab. It's, um, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's preparing rather than repairing. Um, so <clears throat> I literally just come out with that off the top of my head. I really um, like it. Yeah. It's like evolution, <laughs> revolution. <laughs> Didn't know it was going to come out. Um, <laughs> so th- there's a, there's a few, a few sort of, um, neuromuscular things that happen. Um, not only for your for your muscles, but for your tendons and your ligaments as well. So you can you can strengthen your muscles and, and build the sort of cross cross sectional area of your muscle, which will increase strength and power. Um, but the, the benefits around the joints are, are massive as well. So uh, and your bones. So you know tendons and ligaments. They're they're living living things. Um, you know they're not they're not fixed. Much like bones, they're they're living tissue. It's not just a fixed you know, piece of Lego or, you know, piece of I don't know, iron bar, your, your forearm is, is repairing itself all the time and, and your legs are repairing itself all, itself all the time, your back is as well. So um, it's, it's really important to make sure that you do exercises and, and movements that actually mean that they react to uh, the forces that you put on them. So, for example, if you're going to work well within your means, so let's say you, you just did bodyweight squats, your bones do not have to react to doing bodyweight squats because you're, you're walking around and, 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 you know, whether you're jumping and, and running, running and sprinting and stuff, that's fine. And obviously sprinting, you're going to be putting a, a bit more force on your, on your bones uh, than just walking about. But actually going for large loads like big loads so big heavy squats and deadlifts are going to increase your bone mineral density and make them much healthier and again going back to sort of uh, tendons and ligaments they're just going to become way more robust you can strengthen muscle but you can also strengthen ligaments and tendons and not only that you're increasing their pliability their flexibility so um, there's one analogy that uh, my um, PE teacher uh, was telling me in in a level and he he referred to muscles a bit like chewing gum uh and i'd sort of was it mr like, hart or mr it Dell? was hart chrissy yeah. hart yeah. chris hart told me the same thing and i still use Did he? it yeah <laughs> i love it i love it so if you imagine i mean do you want to go for it no you take you're gone you take okay it. so essentially imagine you're um i'm gonna go for a wrigley's sort of spearmint like one of those sticks good of choice. uh chewing gum so when they're when they're soft and you haven't sorry when they're cold and you haven't chewed them they're very easily torn you can tear them in the in the in the packet even after you've um, chewed them up and you've made them warm you try and tear it and they're just so stringy and long and, and there you go well muscles when they're cold they tear much easier if they're warm they're pliable and they just move they're much more flexible same with tendons same with ligaments if you warm up properly then you're going to be able to um, yeah you, I said that's a, that's a really short acute way of um of prehabbing a warm-up you know i, you're, tell, you're I still tell for, kids for that i teach that story i i love yeah. that i think that's such a simple straightforward way 
of getting the point across. Listen, mate, warm up. Yeah, yeah. do you know what? It's, if it's impacted me and George uh, six or seven years apart and the, <laughs> the same teacher's telling the same thing, it's got to be good knowledge because we both remembered it. Like I, I know your kids will be teaching their kids now about it. Exactly. I teach the kids that. Yeah, 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 exactly. I wonder if a kid that I've ever taught is going to turn into a PE teacher and, and the chewing gum store. But then they're going to be like, what the hell is Wrigley's? Why, what's a stick of <laughs> chewing gum? These things don't exist anymore. Well, str strangely enough, you mentioned kids. My, my stepson, he's 14. He goes to tech now. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I didn't know that. No, no. Yeah, Bear goes to tech. And um, I, he hasn't come back with that story, but I'm just waiting. So, George, yes. unless anyone else, like, have either of you guys got a question? Because I, I was going to ask him just, if you could give say three four five something like that just easy exercises that people can do at home if they can't load if they can't if they don't have access to the weights which you'd have to do safely i'm assuming you can't just go to someone and you need to squat 50 60 kilos and they've never done that but you know it'd have to be built up to no. you so if yeah. people are at home and they don't have access to that equipment what a few things what would you say to them to do at home that would really help okay so um a really, a really good effective exercise, especially for runners as well. Um, a simple um, body weight squat or a body weight lunge. Lunge is probably a little bit better than a squat because you're able to load uh, to a higher degree um, your your unilateral movement. So essentially, when you're running, it's a, it's a it's a unilateral movement, isn't it? So you have got one foot on the floor at a time. Yeah. So a lunge, you're sort of replicating that. I'd probably go for a lunge then for a, for, for a lower body exercise. Yeah. Upper body, um, if you've got no kit whatsoever, I'd probably say your press up. I mean, you're going to be recruiting your lats as well, as well as your chest and your triceps with, with this, uh, with the exercise. If you can get hold of a pull-up bar, I think that's probably the most perfect thing uh, for, for swimmers. Uh, and if you can get your bands you, uh, and you've got a pull-up bar as well, or anything, anything at all to tie that, uh, that resistance band round, you can do so many exercises with it, um, whether it be uh, sort of banded rows, face pulls. Face pulls are a really good one for shoulder health. Um, a really simple one, just just you could do, us guys could do sitting here now, corkscrews. So if you had to put arm, arms out uh, to the side, so your arms are parallel, and essentially what you're going to do is is rotate your th one of your right thumb forwards and down, and your left thumb backwards and down you're going to get instantly an activated um <laughs> essentially your um shoulder capsule you might feel a bit of tightness in the front and the back yeah but your rotator cuffs working like crazy on this one and then just rotate the other way have you seen so me dance like forwards, this in the club one goes back. i've danced like this in the club before it also looks pretty sweet <laughs> I could take this to the club any day. Look at this, as if I ever go to a bloody club. Like I don't think I've been for years. <laughs> that's a but, really nice, like warm-up type exercise that you can do. But also, if you just keep going, that's soon going to wear out your your delts and your rotator yeah. cuff muscles. Thanks, mate. Is it, is it got... normal for shoulders to click when you do that? Uh, clicking, okay. To pop so out. It's, it's called crepitus, and uh, if there's no pain, don't worry about it. Cool. So we've got yep. so we've got less than one minute as as always that we end up wanting to ask more questions, but that just means that we can get you back, which is brilliant. Um, so George, thanks very much for coming on and chatting with us about strength and condition over winter. It's it's been brilliant, and um, thank oh, you for it's been being a pleasure. thank you for being a better all round human than your brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is all You're revenge welcome. for his best man speech on me. Did a hatchet job. 
And Sam, thanks for being on, mate. And um, look forward to catching up with you next week. And same with you, George, the other George, Steele. Thanks, nice to boys. meet you guys. Nice to meet you, Sam. Nice to yeah, meet you, George. Thank you very Cheers, much. Ben. Yeah, nice. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank Bye. you, guys. See you later. Thanks, See you guys. later. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Right, and that they're gone again. I always, I really feel like I should leave them in, and I'm sorry, boys, that you're you're no longer here, but it is purely on on time. So I'm just going to say thank you again. Thanks to Sam and George as always. Thanks to George Cooper for being on. I, hopefully that really really helped you and enlightened you and gave you some ways of training over the winter that you may not have thought about, and and also just really showed you the importance of of actual strength training over the winter. So. That's it from us at Fitness Freaks once more, and um, it's been a really good... I don't think I ever played you this, look. Fitness Freaks. I need to add more stuff in, but thanks to Tim Wood for creating all the sounds and stuff that we have on our show. And I guess that just leaves me to say, uh, if you want to find out more about us, then you can check us out on Spotify or iTunes. All of our information is in the description for the show, so you'll be able to find out who we are, what we're about, and you can listen back to some of the old episodes where we've had ultra runners, we've had top triathlon coaches, we've chatted about Kona predictions and the whole works. And we just try and do it and we have a bit of a laugh. And and if you've enjoyed and you've found some value, then make sure that you uh, go ahead and give us a good review. And don't bother if it's a bad one, please. (laughs) 